Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hey, welcome to the Viewmasters, episode 295. Friday the 13th, 3D. My name is Eric. My name is Joe. I figured uh, we both each get to do a kiki cha cha. Yeah, and uh, that that should be good, right? Cha 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 cha. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I wasn't sure if you were gonna do it. Nah. No. Nah. Uh, I would have done it in unison with you. That would have been entertaining. <laughs> but uh, we didn't talk about that ahead of time. No. So, yeah. I feel like we're good. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> It was less pronounced in this one, I feel like, than it was in the previous two, anyway. Uh, really? I mean, it's around, but I don't feel like it's... I've, I've, I felt like it was more omnipresent okay. uh, in this one than in the others, uh, to the point of uh, overkill. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Maybe I am just used to it at this point. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, the third Friday the 13th movie, which, uh, 1984? No, 1982. 82, Jesus, okay. One year after part two. Yeah. Uh, They really cranked these out. They really did. Uh, and I'm gonna say in this one, it shows. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, not a lot going on here. Yeah, and, uh, not quite as good. No, no, yeah. (laughs) Not a uh, not 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 much character development. Nope. A um, lot of uh, I mean, like the first five or ten minutes are just the end of literally the end of uh, part two. <laughs> Was it only five to ten minutes? Because it felt longer. <laughs> we said that last time too. Yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was uh, longer than I expected. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, the, the opening scene of this movie is literally the last bit of yeah the previous. Almost, almost all of it. Almost all of it, yeah. Uh, there, there, there's a minor difference. Uh, it still has the zoom in on, uh, uh, Pamela Voorhees' uh, decapitated head, where right. we expect her eyes to open. Yeah, still doesn't happen. No, not this time. I thought maybe this time. For sure. It's <laughs> alright. Not the last we see of Pamela Voorhees in this movie. I was very surprised. <laughs> very and confused. Yeah, so I'm, let's just skip to that. Yeah, okay. Because that's fresh, right? Yeah. That's, that's fresh in our heads. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, the, the ending of this one is pretty much exactly the same as the ending of the first one, Mm -hmm. uh, where our, our final girl, uh, drifts out into the middle of a lake, uh, to call it a lake is to be very generous. Yeah. It's more of a pond. Yeah. Uh, and clearly not on a soundstage. Yeah, definitely not. (laughs) Clearly not part of the set of Gilligan's Island. (laughs) (laughs) I did see the skipper in the background. It was strange. <laughs> I mean, it's slow budget. They they had to film at the same time. Sure. Yeah, they they mostly avoided each other. But sure. Yeah. yeah, they were they were filming one of the reunion specials at that point. Yep. 
Was that the one where they figure out they're just on a peninsula? I don't know. Is that how Gilligan's Island ends? I feel like it is. I feel like the end of it is just like, oh, if we just kept walking around this island, we would have found civilization. Oh, I don't know. I hope to God that's true now. That's going to be our next thing after we finish Friday the 13th is we're going to watch all of Gilligan's Islands. That sounds great, honestly. Or maybe just do a first and last. We could just do, I think there were multiple reunion movies. We we could do all those. Okay, perfect. Like, you know, Gilligan's Island meets uh, the Home Globetrotters or, you know, whatever else. Yeah, Yeah, Gilligan's Island meets Scooby-Doo meets Batman and Robin. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so, so our final girl is drifting out in the middle of a pond, uh, in a boat, and, uh, she's, uh, she wakes up, uh, after her, her night of terror, uh, and then, uh, the corpse of Pamela Voorhees comes out of the water to pull her down. Yeah! Uh, and then we get, uh, the, you know... 1960s uh, wavy screen dream sequence uh, effect. Yeah. Uh, to find out that uh, I guess that didn't happen. Well, I mean, we know for sure it didn't happen because the the corpse of Pamela Voorhees has a head on it. Well, yeah, sure. So that definitely did not happen. <laughs> but there but, were bubbles in the water. I know. But then, <laughs> but then we also do see, so in, in her dream... Uh, Jason is alive, right, and coming to get her, Barbara, uh, and uh, and then we do see the the body, apparent body of Jason, still in the barn. Yes, so uh, Jason is dead. <laughs> I hesitate because I know there are ten more movies after this. Sure, sure. Um, let's talk about some shoddy police work. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> I mean, I figure at this point, uh, they would have found Jason's body and, uh, you know, covered him up, got got him out of there. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they, they've, you know, interviewed this girl, but they've just left his corpse in the barn in right. the exact same position that, <laughs> uh, that he was found in. Well, so there's two cops total. Uh, I think there's three. Are there three? Yeah, maybe even four. Oh, that's right. There's there's one in the in the car. Yeah. When the sheriff or whoever puts her in the car. Yeah. Um, well, I only remember the three. Uh, there, there's uh, the two, the, the the sheriff, I'm assuming, and, and his deputy, and then the, the, there's the one that was apparently inside the building talking to. Oh right. Uh, Chris, I think her name yes, is. I yes, I believe her name is Chris. Uh, that's another thing with this one is that uh, there feels like there's more characters than there should be, mm-hmm. and I could not keep their names uh, in my head. Well, it doesn't help that uh, that three or four of them are uh, white brunette women who all look basically the same. Fair. <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Chris, I think, is the, the main one, our final girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a cop in there talking to her, and then there was the cop in the car. Okay. Who I felt like was gonna just turn around and slap her. I thought he was gonna slap her, too, or, like, put her in cuffs or something. Like, he just... She, this, this woman is clearly in a state of, of serious distress. Yeah. And he's just like, snap out of it, you're gonna be fine. 
Like, no, that's not how this works. Nope. Yeah. I feel like, so I think a thing that these movies need, and it occurred to me at the end of this one, is, uh, you know in the Terminator movies, there's the Shrink. Yeah. Who just pops up. I feel like these movies <clears throat> need sort of, like, whoever the, the local psychiatrist in the Crystal Lake area is, like, needs to just be there at the end of every movie to be <laughs> like, okay, I got you now. Yeah. I'll take you in. Uh, you know, this, the, that really kind of toys with, with, uh, you know, I don't want to say this is an idea I have because it is no more fleshed out than what I'm about to say. Sure. <laughs> I had some ideas while we were watching this movie too. Yeah. But like, I've always kind of wanted to see, you know, the aftermath of a horror movie mm-hmm. in which it's basically just a character drama about a person, a, a survivor, just dealing with the shit that they have to go through. I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> I did I read a little bit of trivia about this after we finished watching it and I I did read that uh the original plan for this movie was to follow Ginny uh after the end of the second one mm-hmm. and basically she's been like institutionalized. Right. Uh and then like Jason comes and tracks her down and kills her or something. <laughs> But like that's sort of along those lines. It a little bit could yeah. have been interesting. Uh, they sort of they sort of almost do that with the at the end of the or the beginning of the second one with the final girl from the first movie too. Yeah, uh, and and I would say uh, different franchise, but Nightmare on Elm Street three is all about you know kids who have had dealings with Freddy. Okay, uh, they're all in the institution, and it's uh, Heather from the first movie or Heather Langenkamp, uh, Nancy from the first movie. Uh, is like now a psychologist and oh, wow. she is there to like help them and you know uh, so so that sort of plays along the lines there too is that dream warriors yes it is okay nice i like that uh but yeah it, it, it goes back to uh remember the movie gravity yes uh sandra bullock uh, and for five minutes george clooney yeah uh Ooh, 10 minutes he pops up again in the middle that yeah, is true uh <laughs> I remember watching the trailer for that and thinking, you know what, uh, I mean, you know, because the trailer shows, like, you know, the, the shuttle, you know, stuff and then her getting, you know, drifting out into space and all that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Clooney going flying. Uh, and I thought, you know, I wonder if, like, the trailer is, like, pretty much, like, that, you know, is, like, the most exciting part of the movie. And then, like, the rest of the movie is actually just a legal drama of dealing with the repercussions of, like, what happens when somebody gets lost in space. <laughs> like, what was happening on the ground yeah, during yeah. the rest of the movie. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I, I like the movie Gravity, but yeah, there's part of me that was disappointed that that's not what that movie was. <laughs> I feel like they sort of cover that territory a little bit in The Martian. Yeah, they, they really do. Uh, I mean, again, you know, I would maybe prefer a whole, you know, legal procedural uh, devoted to that, you yeah. know, uh, instead of, you know, just going back to Matt Damon, you know, on Mars and then rescuing him. I mean, that's <laughs> bullshit, right? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Anyway, just, you know, filed that in, you know, story ideas only I have an interest in, you know? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like, like uh, in comics, you know, I've always felt like I would absolutely just read a comic that is entirely just 
Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent hanging out, never as Superman or Batman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just just being friends. Yeah. I mean, what do they really have in common? Not a lot. Well, that's what we find out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, Friday the 13th 3D. They really, uh, you know, we didn't watch it in 3D. We did not. We did uh, not have that technology available no, for us. Yeah, it did need a 3D TV, which which I do not have. Yeah. Uh, I don't think many people have anymore. Probably not, yeah. Um, but, man, you could really tell, <laughs> like, man, those 3D effects were spectacular, I would assume. I mean, this is, I mean, when we talk about the pantheon of 3D films... Uh, you know, it's Avatar and Friday the 13th 3D. Yeah, and I assume Jaws 3D. Well, sure, of right. course, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, sure, naturally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so I would say the 3D shots of this movie are the most entertaining parts of it. They are, because they are so obvious. It made me laugh every time. Yep. Every single time. Like the, I know I mentioned it while we were watching it, the extended yo-yo sequence. (laughs) It did go on for a very long time. It was like, okay, we get it. There's a yo-yo, it's coming close, and it's going going far away. And they did it at least ten times, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, it was a while. It was great. And, and, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, just uh, people pointing sticks Mm -hmm. uh, directly at the, the camera. Um, I will say the first time that it happened um, is literally just a guy pointing a stick at the camera. Yep. And I was like, why is he doing... Oh, right, because it's supposed to be in 3D. And from that from that moment in, I was clued in. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch for all this 3D shit. Uh, oddly enough, uh, you know, so, so this is actually the first Friday the 13th movie that I ever watched. Oh, wow. And you kept watching more? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I guess you hadn't seen the other ones. I though. hadn't seen the others and I kept bouncing around. Uh, like I never watched any of them in order. Okay. Uh, uh, so, but, but the only part that I distinctly remembered was, yeah, that guy, like, lifting the pole directly into <laughs> the camera. <laughs> For no reason. Nope. <laughs> Other than 3D. Exactly. Uh, that said, uh, I I was uh, reading in the back of the, the Blu-ray box before we, we got on here, uh, because I feel like I saw a different cut of this movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I distinctly remember, you know, Shelly getting killed, and Jason taking the hockey mask. Oh, wow, okay. Because, yeah, uh, we don't see that at all. Nope. I didn't see it. I did not either. Uh, yeah, so... So, so two full movies and one hour yeah. of this movie before we get what the entire world thinks of when they think of Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Hockey mask Jason. Yay! I did clap. There was an applause break. I was excited. <laughs> it was very exciting. I, I feel like we don't see, even when he was Baghead Jason, like, we don't see him full body very often. Right. And so, like, I, as soon as he gets the hockey mask, it's like, oh, yeah, you just see him all the time. Yep. Because he's just running around in a hockey mask. Uh, yeah. I mean, even for that hour <laughs> of this movie, uh, 
he's not in it a lot. No, he's really not. Uh, you know, we, we get the first couple kills, like, well, after the 20-minute recap of, or, of part two, uh, we get, uh, you know, the, the two, uh, trashy people, uh, getting killed. Right. The people at the convenience store. Yeah. Uh, and then that's it. Yeah. For, like, 40 minutes. Yeah. Just, there's a lot of skulking around, uh, a bunch of fake-outs. Yeah. Uh, so many fake-outs. Yep. Uh, we get a, a flashback to, to our heroine's uh, tragic uh, experience in the past. Right. Yeah, her, her previous... Like, yeah, it's, it's unclear uh, at what point she encountered Jason before. Yeah. But we, we learn that she has encountered Jason before. Yep. Uh, and um, potentially raped by Jason? Oh, that, yeah, I had real bad feelings about that. Like, she he's, he's chasing her and he captures her and then she blacks out. Yep. And then she wakes up at home. Yeah. And no one will tell her what happened. Like, yeah, I felt real, yeah. real not good about that. I mean, you know, he's a masked, deformed psycho killer. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, that does push it into a, an extra layer of ickiness that yeah. I don't associate with, with Jason. Yeah, I, I am going to choose to assume that he did not. Let's, yeah. Because he respects women. <laughs> His mother raised him right. That, that is true. <laughs> he always gets consent first. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, that does bring up uh, an interesting aspect of, of, you know, when we talk about the classic horror slasher icons. Uh, there, there's the fact that Freddy Krueger... Which, uh, you know, Nightmare is is my favorite of the slashers, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is a pedophile. Right. <laughs> yeah. Before he's a cartoon character. Yeah. He's a pedophile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yet, that's never something that, like, I, you know... I mean, one, it's weird that he did become such a cultural icon. Mm-hmm. This murdery pedophile. Yeah. Uh, but but it's also a thing, like, when you watch it, it's not something that you think about, even though it is there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, maybe it's a little subtexty in, in the, the original view, but, uh, I mean, they, they don't fully shy away from it. I know in the, the remake, they 100% go for it. The, the uh, Jackie Earl Haley one. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, poor guy to get typecast as a pedophile. Right? Yeah. <laughs> also, terrible fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> I do love Jackie Earl Haley, though. He is really good. He is yeah. so great. Uh, but yeah, no. So, yeah, adding that to, to Jason just feels gross. Yeah, I think Jason, too... At least in my mind, feels asexual. Yeah, I mean, part of it, I think, is that he is supposed to be, you know, childlike. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he is just a giant, deformed, murderous baby. Yeah. So, yeah, so so hopefully that that is not what they were trying to imply. 
this. Yeah. Now, now I'm sure there is a corner of the internet that wants to fuck Jason. Absolutely, there is. <laughs> and please, uh, if you're listening to this, I would love to hear why. <laughs> please write in Joe at guttertrash.net, Eric at guttertrash.net. <laughs> you can tweet at us uh, at Viewmaster's Pals. Please do. Please yes. let us know. Yes, honestly, yeah. Tell us why. <laughs> Explain yourselves. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so this movie is not great. It's not, yeah. Uh, you know, the characters I found mostly to be kind of abhorrent. Uh, we, we get all the familiar tropes, but I, I feel like with the first two, you know, we, we were dealing with camp counselors and, and, you know, people who were at these places with a purpose. Right. Uh, and this is just a group of kids partying, uh, but there's also apparently for no reason a 50-year-old uh, pothead couple and... Uh, Are you talking about Cheech and Chili? Yep. <laughs> I swear I thought, uh, I thought that the guy was Tommy Chong at first. I was with you. It would have been great. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Chris's uh, 40-something-year-old boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone else is in their 20s, at least. Are you familiar with Tim Baltz? Uh, yes. Yes, I am. Did, he, did that guy remind you of Tim Baltz at all? Just, like, very tall, strong features. I can see it now. <laughs> I can definitely see it now. I mean, he's no Randy Snuts. No, yes. no. Swear, definitely not. Uh, what if they made one of these movies with comedy Bang Bang characters? You got you got Randy Snuts and Marissa. Uh, you got the, the small talk robot. You got little Forville. Little Forville could be the... The Jason character. He could be. Yeah. Because he's stabby. He is very stabby. I would love it. And Cake Boss, of course, he had to be able to communicate with the dead. Yeah. (laughs) Got the gift of the second sight. Yep. Hot dogs. Or better yet, get Dalton Wilcox out there uh, as the person hunting hunting Jason. It is 100% obvious. It writes itself. It really does. He's hunting a Jason. Yeah. Who is horrible. Yeah. Obviously. I would also enjoy seeing uh, Mayor Junior's Bobble Noonery. The mayor of the, the little people who live in the wall. I think that'd be great. I really miss that character. We haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> oh god yeah anyway yeah. um Shelly yeah let's let's touch on Shelly Jeff Ross <laughs> I swore I could have sworn that was Jeff Ross it is not uh that's you where you would see that for sure <laughs> uh maybe as as uh, disgusting as Jeff Ross yeah maybe yeah, yeah. He's, 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 uh, he's a classic nice guy. Yep. Um. And just a dumbass. Yeah. So, for whatever reason, I felt like 
again, you know, maybe I'm just completing different movies with this one. Sure. Uh, which I actually am, because uh, I mentioned in the previous episode that Crispin Glover was in this one. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot you mentioned that. Yeah, uh, he is in part four. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, I, I, the same possibility that I am mixing things up, uh, but I, I feel like, at, at least in Friday the Thirteenth Phantom, Shelley is kind of beloved. Really, uh, and, and it may be just because, you know, not to stereotype, uh, you know, but but the Friday the Thirteenth Phantom probably has a lot in common with Shelley. I was gonna say I feel like that says a lot about the Friday the Thirteenth Phantom. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it, it has been a few years since I'd seen the, this one, uh, but, but I went into this today, you know, thinking, oh, Shelly, you know, we're going to see Shelly in action, you know, because <laughs> I guess I sort of, Mandela affected myself into thinking that he was a great character, and, uh, he is not. No, yeah, he's really not. No, he, I mean, yes, he, he's an awkward, you know. He's not really a jerk at first. No, he's just annoying. Yeah, he's annoying as shit. Uh, but but you know, they're, 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 they sort of set it up that he's just awkward around people and just uncomfortable, and and certainly that can hold up a mirror to myself. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. Uh, th- there's some stuff there I can relate to for yeah. sure. Oh no, I totally see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he he definitely turns into, you know, the nice guy. Yeah. He uh, turns on a dime when when that girl whose name I don't know rejects him. Uh, Vera, I think her name is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, like he's, he's, as soon as she leaves the room, he mutters bitch. Yep. And I was like, oh, right, you're the worst. <laughs> yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. That, that tells me everything I need to know about you. Yep. Uh, you are not owed anything, sir. Nope. Uh, yeah, like, there's the, the scene where he, you know, has a fake axe in his head, which apparently offends everybody, but I'm, I'm not even sure why. Yeah. <laughs> it's just dumb. It is just dumb, yeah. Uh, you know, and getting his introduction when he you know is wearing the weird false face mask right yes that's exactly what was a false face mask yep exactly what i thought of i was like oh cool malik malik high thrones in this movie <laughs> amazing <laughs> i did have batman 66 on the brain because we had just watched an episode of night court that john aston was in that is true <laughs> yeah <laughs> um uh yeah and then like he Fakes stabs Andy, I think sure. is, is that guy's name. Okay, uh, and then continues to wear the false face mask, and uh, but then yeah, after his his you know bitch comment, he puts on a wetsuit mm-hmm. <laughs> and a hockey mask, and a hockey mask, and grabs a spear gun. Yep, and and freaks out the girl that he is is trying to to get with yeah uh which uh is not endearing no it's really not uh yeah, yeah. if you you uh want to impress a lady uh and clearly i'm an expert yeah clearly. <laughs> uh 
I'm, I'm just going to say, that's not the way to do it. Okay, good to know. Good yeah. note. Yeah. Yeah. Go write that down. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I don't care how awkward and nerdy and shitty you are. That's just not the way to get in the girl's good side. Yeah. Well, I mean, he says he says something about, like, is it better to be a jerk than a nothing? Yeah. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no, it's not. not. Yeah. Uh, you know, as somebody who, you know, when he first got online... Uh, called himself nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is better to be a nothing than yeah. a nobody. Yeah. Uh, keep your head down. <laughs> do not avoid attention. Do not attract attention. Nope. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, his his death, uh, which which you said you've seen. I, I can swear I did. Yeah. yeah. But maybe I am thinking of something. I don't know. Maybe there is another cut. I didn't. I didn't get that far in the trivia because I realized that you know there might be spoilers for future movies. I sure. didn't want to ruin anything for myself. Uh, but you know, I mean, I do have like what is pretty much the definitive, you know, Blu-ray set. Yeah. Uh, that that those are that is the only disc in the, in this one. So. Okay. Um. But yeah, like like his. When he fakes the axe in the head, I was like, oh, so when he actually dies, they're not going to believe him. Boy, they cries wolf, yada, yada, yada. And yep. that's exactly what happens. Yep. Like, the, the the movie is pretty well... Like, the things that it does telegraph, it telegraphs super blatantly. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's directed by the same guy who did two. Okay. Uh, he was out of ideas. I guess so. He was there, like you got to turn this around in a year. <clears throat> that, that is also fair. Jason Productions <laughs> mandates a new Jason movie every year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, okay, so fair. He, he probably didn't have a, a ton of prep time. Well, I mean, I think so. They had the plan for the second one that was going to continue to follow Ginny. And then she was like, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I feel like they probably, that did probably cut into a lot of their prep time and they sort of had to scramble to put something together. Yeah, all right, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, you know, because last episode you re- remarked how Eric, everything in that movie that sets up something, you know, like pays off incredibly well. Yeah. And this movie, like, does not. Yeah, no, the, the uh, Chekhov's gas cans <clears throat> never come into play. Nope. That bar never burned down. Nope. Uh, I mean, yeah, the the only thing involving that is that, you know, they siphon gas out of the van. So yeah. Chris tries to make her escape, it's, it runs out of gas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then it has some magical reserve. Is that a thing? I don't know. From, like, old, old vans that they have a reserve gas tank? Maybe. I have never heard of that. Me neither. Also, never had a giant conversion van. So. True. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's weird. Uh, you mentioned the the Shelley thing. You know that that uh, when he does turn up dead, you know they're not going to believe it. Uh, but the only person that sees him is, and I think, the last person that sees him because they never even find his body afterwards. Right. Uh, is like the one character he never really had any interactions with anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Chili. Chili. Yep. <laughs> the middle aged hippie couple. Right. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> oh, man. Can we talk about the gang for a second? Sure. 
Fox, Loco, and Ali. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I did think it was nice that they introduced some minority characters for Jason to kill first. Oh, of before he killed the rest of the all-white cast. Like, as soon as they showed up at the camp, I kind of assumed we would never see them again after the convenience store scene. Uh, and then when they showed up at the camp, I was like, oh, Jason's going to kill these guys yep, yep. probably pretty soon. And yeah, it was immediately. Yeah. Except uh, for except for Ali, who uh, survives. I guess was just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, he took a tire iron to the head a couple times, but uh, apparently he's got a hard head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Jason made sure to remedy that he finished him off for sure the next time when he he came back yeah uh which honestly when he shows back up for a second i was like who the fuck's this yeah no it's like what the fuck (laughs) we have not seen this character in over an hour (laughs) and yeah because in my head i was like keeping track of all of the people who are at the camp and and once once Jason crushes uh, Tim Baltz's head, uh, I was like, oh, okay, so so this girl is literally the only person left alive at this camp. Yeah. And and that was exciting. Like, uh, and so when she ends up in the in the barn with Jason, it was like, oh, how's she going to get out of this? Well, Davis X biker gang, because uh, Ollie <laughs> has been, I guess, alive for the past 45 minutes. Yeah was very strange <laughs> i feel like that was the thing where they were like how are we gonna get her out of this right i know <laughs> this guy's still alive i mean he is the one that we don't see you know that's true fully definitively dead true you know he, he doesn't have a pitchfork through his neck right <laughs> or a hot poker through his chest <laughs> Although the hippie dude, uh, Chuck. Uh, oh, yeah. He, uh, I think he just gets thrown into like an electrical box. Yeah, he gets electrocuted. Yeah. Uh, that's how, that's how, how uh, fuse boxes work. Yep. Because if you touch them too hard, you get electrocuted. Yep. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know spoiler for future Friday the 13th movies here. Uh, there are there are some kills in this that I feel get repeated in other movies. Okay. Uh, I feel like there's definitely someone who dies by shoved into a fuse box. Sure. Uh, there, there's there's a couple instances in this movie uh, featuring outhouses. Yeah. Uh, and uh, which you know, I don't care for. Yeah. Uh, Especially in that first scene, <laughs> uh, but but I feel like there's there's like a major like bathroom kill in like a future uh, Friday the Thirteenth. So okay, yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe they just decided to you know recycle. This this movie did it repeated a kill from the first one. Yeah, um, the the Kevin Bacon kill. Yep, yep. But it also I felt like paid off the dream that Kevin Bacon's girlfriend has in the first one that we talked about in that episode where she's like, it like it's raining and then it starts raining blood. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's going to happen to her in this one. And it didn't happen. Yeah. It happened in this one. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, finally. A little bit. Yeah. You're playing the long game. 
I mean, sure, the, she didn't know about that dream, <laughs> but I did. Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> uh, yeah, the kills in this, like, they're they're not that spectacular. Yeah, I feel like they, there's only so much you can do with a machete. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the, the spear gun. Uh, a great use of the 3D effect on that one. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, the, the, like it goes back to what I said earlier. Like the 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 forced three D of this movie is like it's really only redeemable value. Yeah, uh, and like the two times that it's utilized in a kill. Yeah, uh, which is yeah the spear gun where we we get our first shot of official Jason. Yeah, uh, and then the uh, head popping eyeball scene. Yeah, that was really something. <laughs> I didn't know that Jason was supernaturally strong yet. Yep. Uh, he also physically changes uh, when he gets the hockey mask. Does he? Because uh, when we, we catch glimpses of him running around and he's he's pretty lithe and, and thin. Yeah. Uh, but then when he uh, gets the mask, uh, he, he definitely becomes more hulking. Yeah, he, he it's his Bane mask. He bulks up. <laughs> I theorize that in a future movie we will learn that the mask is what gives him his supernatural powers. <laughs> I don't know how. Alright. It's not the mask of Loki. The mask of Bane. <laughs> yep. Like it's a it's a great visual though. It, it really is. It's so good. Cause yeah. like it's it's just you the plain white mask. And then you can't see any of his other features under the mask. So, like, his eyes are just all black. And yep. it's so, it's it's clear why it became so iconic. Oh, absolutely. It is, it is so simple and so effective. Uh, and it's so weird that it's the third movie before they <laughs> land on that. <laughs> okay, admittedly, the first one is not Jason, but, right. you know... And the second one, he's wearing just a, a pillowcase. A pillowcase over his head. Yeah. So yeah, that's not going to catch on probably. No. <laughs> Don't see a lot of people wearing pillowcases on their heads for Halloween. Nope. Uh, there, there is a movie called The Town That Dreaded Sundown, uh, which is not good. Uh, which I'm sure is blasphemy to some horror fans <laughs> out there. Uh, but that killer wears basically just a pillowcase. Oh, okay. Uh, that was from the early 70s. That's based on a true story, if I remember right. Loosely, yeah. 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 Alright. Yep. Did we watch that? We did not. No, you watched that with Jason for Gutter Trash. Okay, alright. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, it was probably a Halloween episode, so I know you guessed it on a few of those. So Yeah. No, yeah. I was not there for that one. Okay. Alright. Well, I don't recommend it. Alright. <laughs> I remember that you didn't like it, yeah. so I have not watched it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it is, it's not a good look for a killer. No. It's not intimidating. It's, it's not, certainly not as striking as a hockey mask. Nope. Nope. And yeah, like hockey, I think, also has like a connotation with it of like tough guys and yeah. violence. And so, you know, it, it just goes with it so well. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> Yeah, it's just, uh, it's pretty lackluster otherwise. Yeah, it was disappointing. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, we laughed a lot, but that was mostly just seeing people go out of their way to just push something into the camera. Right. Uh, like the, the fake Ralph with his eyeball? Yeah. Was that what that was? No, I think that, I mean, I looked away a little bit <laughs> during that scene, but yeah, his eyeball definitely popped out towards the camera. Oh, no, that was that was uh, Tim Baltz. Oh, 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 right. No, uh, yeah, the, the other guy, that's right, yeah, had the eyeball yep, yep. That, he, that he got from the, the rabbit down the road. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, yeah. Not, Diminishing not... returns on, on Friday the 13th, part three. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, yeah, that didn't give a shit about any of the characters. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, there's not much to it. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. Yeah. What are you going to do? Exactly. Uh, anything bringing you joy this past week? Uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> you? Uh, I'm trying to think of something. Did I watch anything that just was like, hey, you know? Uh, I watched Alien with my girlfriend last night. That was fun. Uh, oh, uh, uh, issue two of Little Monsters came out this week. Uh, the new Jeff Lemire, Dustin Wen book. Yeah. Uh, which you know, they they did uh, Descender and Ascender uh, for you know together for a while. Uh, this is, I guess, going in a whole new direction for them because I think both those books are related. Yeah, yeah I think they're like sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like Descender, I think, is like robot apocalypse. Uh, and then Ascender is uh, like uh, like the same universe, but like more magical based. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Little Monsters is about children vampires. Nice. Uh, and it is in black and white, which uh, looks amazing. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Dustin Nguyen is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, issue two uh, just came out. So the first issue I thought was 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 good. Uh, but but uh, this one really like sets the tone, I think, for, for what's going to happen. And it's, uh, it's made me very excited to, nice. to keep reading it. So. Yeah, I, I like uh, <clears throat> Lemire and Nguyen. Yeah. Uh, and I also have fond memories of the uh, the Fred Savage How I Mandel movie from the 80s. So it's really cool that they're doing an adaptation of that. And I assume they're playing it straight. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like the the new uh, Bel Air. Yeah. You know, it's it's a dramatic take on, on the uh, the source material. Excellent. <laughs> Glad to hear it. <laughs> Doing this podcast has brought me joy for this week. It's good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, do you want to do the next one? All right. So, next episode. <laughs> the final chapter. The final chapter. The last Friday the 13th movie ever. Finally. Yep. <laughs> Friday the 13th, part four. The final chapter. <laughs> Never going to do another one after that. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back to talk about that next week. All righty. Uh, for sure. Crispin Glover time. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The Viewmasters. Masters.